Welcome back. Today I have back with me, Taryn. You might recall her from the, I think the last time we saw you was the Nausea and Vomiting Podcast. No, gestational diabetes. Uh, is that correct? I think so. Okay. <laughs> well, we let... La- we last saw Taryn when she was pregnant. Yes, this is true. And she has semi-recently gone through her whole labor and delivery process and currently postpartum. Welcome yeah. back, Taryn. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> Hello and welcome everybody to the New School OBGYN podcast, a podcast in women's health, but for everyone. Our goal is to promote good and reliable knowledge because the source of information matters. I'm Eric Schmidt. I have with me Taryn Mioka. She is a physician, physician associate. Um recently pregnant, recently not pregnant. <laughs> and we have her here to talk about the, all of that from her own perspective as a healthcare provider in women's health. Um, so uh, again, welcome back, Taryn. Um, last we saw you was the gestational diabetes talk, I guess. <laughs> um, and um, birthday was on... November 1st. November 1st. Mm-hmm. And now looking back as a, you know, women's health provider Mm. and now recently gone through all of it yourself, I have some questions for you. And I think maybe a lot of other people do too. (laughs) Um, I want to kind of break this down into a few different um, parts. One, prenatally, um, because we talked about a few things while you were pregnant on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but not a ton. Um, So prenatally, going through it all. Um, I mean, it seemed like you were doing relatively well for, you know, as far as, you know, physically, mentally, how would you sum up, um, your pregnancy? Um, I hated it to be honest. I really hated being <laughs> My observation pregnant. was incorrect. <laughs> I feel like I tried to hide it really well. Um, no. I think, I guess my caveat is, is that this is like my own experience. Every pregnancy is different. Every pregnancy is special in its own way and the emotions and feelings that come with that for individual are all completely valid. So these are just my own. Um, but I really hated being pregnant. Um, the nausea was awful. I feel like it's That's one right. of my least favorite bodily symptoms to experience. Same. So to have it like for, I think when I came off the nausea, for vomiting, a while. I was nauseous probably for like the first 20 weeks. Yeah. I had probably about an eight week break and then it came back in the third trimester to a lesser degree, but uh-huh. still was there. Uh-huh. Um, and your nausea was the kind you couldn't get rid of. Right. I mean, like it was like you couldn't throw up and it would be no. like, you know, like it was just around and you couldn't. Yeah. It was like always in the background. I never had any vomiting. So mm. like there's pros and cons of that of like, it's nice not to just vomit in the middle of the work day, but also there was like no relief from vomiting too. Um, And I feel like mentally, I myself am like a very private person. Um, So for me, pregnancy was not something I would want to announce to people. Um, I sat on the Nausea and Vomiting podcast for like a month and a half. I know. Because I couldn't release it because we weren't announcing. We, you weren't (laughs) announcing yet. (laughs) I mean, I didn't tell my family until I was 28 weeks. Yeah. Um, that's when we released. Yeah, exactly. And if it were my way, I wouldn't have told my family until I had like delivered a healthy child. Um, I think, yeah. So I think for me, just being being a private person, being someone that likes to maintain a certain level of control over 
what I can being pregnant. It was kind of hard yeah, um, because you start showing. So people start questioning, which we should stop questioning people, whether they're pregnant or not. It's just not appropriate. Stop doing we're, it. We're going to make stickers on this podcast or, or patches or something that say, don't ask me about my pregnancy or, yeah. or something like that. And then somehow yeah. it gives people license to make comments about your body, like whether you're gaining weight, whether you're not gaining weight, which is also topic. not appropriate. Yeah. Um, really annoying. And then I think also working in the field, maybe people thought they had more license to comment on my pregnancy, which you don't. <laughs> um, so that was also annoying. Um, and also I think it was a less private experience because I was a patient at the own, like the practice that I work with too. Um, yeah, I don't even remember what your question was. <laughs> no, that was, that was, I didn't really have a specific question. It was, um, it was all about that, uh, just the, the pregnancy and how you sum it up and, oh, and my mood, you also mentioned my mood. Yeah. Mood was honestly not the best. I think yeah, I, I well, struggled was, in a lot of ways. I think it was definitely, you know, like seeing you, you know, with the first trimester and how nauseous you were, um, and, you know, Obviously, I knew at some point because yeah. I was your provider, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, you could definitely tell that you were a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think we will get into like weight loss and weight gain and stuff in pregnancy in a different episode. But yeah. um, you lost some weight, or I did, yeah, at um, the beginning. And so that's why I think everyone was like, you know, like questioning, like, oh, what diet is Tara on? She's on the nausea diet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting to hear about because I think you know sometimes pregnancy can be just over romanticized yeah. um, in a lot of our media, and also um, you know it's it's a big undertaking. It's not always so benign. So yeah. you know, hundred percent, everything's going to be perfect in storybook. Yeah, um, and so it it. it it's exhausting. You're growing a human. Yeah, um, I had someone ask me like, "What's your favorite thing about pregnancy?" I was like. There's nothing. There's no like. It's Winston. I mean, maybe not having a monthly period. Like maybe that's, <laughs> but you can probably get that with like sometimes an IUD. Right. So there are other ways to get that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. And, and Taryn has given us the okay, even though she's a private person, she's given mm-hmm. us okay to talk about a lot of her yeah, care <laughs> on a podcast. It's so, it's not so private anymore, but. I feel like I'm very pretty- open after the fact though. Like after it's all been wrapped up and said and done, like. So once again, I have her permission. I'm not making her do this. Um, So yeah, um, you ended up getting induced. I did. You had some higher blood pressures at the end, but you're at your due date, right? I got induced the day. Yeah, my due date, exactly. But also you were a factor in that. What was I doing? Well, you were going to leave on a trip like a couple days after my due date. And a caveat of you being my provider was that you would be there to deliver my child. So, so Taryn got high blood pressure. I did get high blood pressure. <laughs> she was induced around her due date. Um, and quite honestly, I mean, I don't know what's your perspective of it, but from my perspective, it went quite well. Yeah. I tell people, I actually thought it was a really good experience, all things considered. Yeah. Like as well as like an induction. A first time induction. Go. Yeah. Um, you got the balloon. I got the balloon. And that was the night before? Yeah. Yeah, the day before. Yeah. Um, and then came to the hospital the next day. Mm-hmm. And then um, you were just doing well, bouncing around on the bouncy ball. And was I doing well? <laughs> yeah, you had smiles on your face. The first and, couple hours, and I was glowing. Chilling. Yeah. And then I think uh, 
to help her things progress, um, we broke your water. And I think I came into the room an hour oh, or two later. Oh, it was like three hours later. And I was just being tortured hey, for three hours. And, and things changed quickly yeah. as far as your percep- perception of the um, the contractions intensified. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, you know, you weren't the only one running a marathon that day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I ran probably 15 laps around the hospital yeah. for my marathon training. Yeah. Um, and anyway, it's not about me. Uh, <laughs> but it is about you. I worked really I'm hard to make sure you got home I'm at a good time that yeah. day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's my day off. Yeah. Um, and so the induction, I think, you know, overall for a first time mom, you know, I do talk with patients and as you do probably too, it can be a lengthy process mm-hmm. for if it's the first time. Um, but you ended up delivering on the same day, mm-hmm. not too late. Yeah. Delivery. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Epidural. Oh yeah. Epidural. Let's talk about epidural. So going into it, I was, well, I guess before I was getting an induction, I was intending to go without an epidural, but I think I really held it with like open hands of like, this is what I want to kind of experience just to see what the contractions feel like going to go as much as. I want, I guess. And then yeah. if I, I hit a point where an epidural I felt like would be useful, then I was totally okay with getting that to me. That wasn't any kind of failure. And I feel like sometimes yeah. people sit, think it is. And yeah. or um, some people classify it as like not natural anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like hopefully we can start moving away from that um, because yeah. it was great. Yeah. Loved my epidural. <laughs> um, my contractions were so intense. And I think the water breaking, the Pitocin, um, you know, both have factors with that. Um, and it was really intense for probably like three hours. Um, I still stand by the fact that that monitoring, I think the monitor got moved a little bit. And so I was having kind of like back-to-back contractions, like mm-hmm. every 90 seconds to like two mm-hmm. minutes. Um, oh, I remember the nurse being like, oh, I just don't know if she's contracting that much. And then I went into the room and you were yeah. You were you were going through it. Parker, and I'm like, I think she is. <laughs> Parker can attest to the fact that it was pretty much back to back. Even the monitoring, yeah. you know, to, to her credit, the monitoring was like showing like every five minutes, which would have been totally appropriate, but just wasn't that. Um, but that being said, um, the epidural, part of my decision making with that was I had the nurse check me to see how many centimeters I was dilated because of the pain and the frequency and the contractions. I was so tense. Mm. And I think a lot of people hear that epidurals can potentially prolong labor. Um, I think that, you know, sometimes the opposite can be true. And I think it just depends on the circumstance. For me, I was so tense and I could not like relax my body, could not, you know, relax like my pelvic floor um, to allow, I think, those contractions to really do their job. Kind of fighting yourself a little bit. Exactly. And so when I got in there that morning, I was already, I think, really close to like four centimeters mm-hmm. before we started the induction process. So in my head, I was like, if I'm like eight centimeters where I'm progressing, then I'm fine, you know, trying to maybe go further without the epidural. But if I'm like six centimeters, I feel like maybe my body is just fighting the process and an epidural in my head could have been helpful at that point. Um, and I was about like six centimeters. And so to me, I'm just like, I just need to be able to relax. The epidural will probably be able to give me that. Um, and I think it did. Like once the epidural was working, I think I got to complete, you know, within like two hours. Yeah. If that. Yeah. I remember it being very quick. Didn't I go home? I think you, well, you, I was having I some like, D cells. Oh yeah. Went <laughs> I went, of course, like I go home briefly and, and, you know, trying to get some food or whatever. Yeah. And, and then 
coming right back because <laughs> Karen's delivering already. Yeah. But, um, perfect. Yeah. I mean, delivery itself, I didn't push for long. Didn't push for long. I mean, I think all things in the context of being like a first time, you know, person delivering that, um, yeah, it was like maybe an hour. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. No, like. no. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. I can't remember. So that went well. Delivery went well. Parker uh, was involved. Parker was involved. Yes. Do you he, want to tell this? I mean, <laughs> anything you want to add about that? Oh, it was just so funny. I love the fact that he was involved. Um, he was so nervous. How was he involved? Well, so I requested they help deliver the baby and I had, you know, prompted this like even right when we got pregnant. And so he took nine months to really get the mindset <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he could do this. Yeah, of course. Um, and so he was, you know, your second set of hands helping. I don't know if he was helping really guide the baby out, but he had his hands on him. No, no. Yeah. He, he uh, you know, Parker's a very stoic guy. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't wear a lot of emotion on the sleeve. <laughs> no. And so I was just waiting for him to like, kind of like break down a little bit, but he yeah. never really did. No. Um, um, you know, never had to get a stool for him or anything to, yeah. um, sit down. Um, but then, yeah, yeah. Baby came out and, and Parker helped and, um, you He's know, Winston, Winston had a cord, right? Winston had one cord and you kept on trying to tell Parker <laughs> to move his hand so you could reduce it. And he's just not moving. At well, this point. The, the, the funny was the back and forth <laughs> part where he's, he's like, Parker, I got him. Do, do, do you got him? <laughs> Parker, I, I got him. Do you got him? Yeah. Parker. I got him. Do, do, and I'm like, yeah, I got him. <laughs> and I'm just like watching this happen too, which is just so funny. I was like, dude, just let him reduce the cord. <laughs> but yeah. No, 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 not a bad good. one. And that was why you were having your little dips um, yeah. during the labor. Yeah. Um, so, but overall it went very good. Not, <sighs> not a bad tear. I mean, um, uh, second degree. <laughs> yeah. My... Very, nor very did normal. Not, did not very guide normal. me very well. Well, you pushed too good, gosh darn it. <laughs> Here's the thing about when you have epidural, you know, the crowning feels a little different. Like it's hard to really feel that. And so you have to have a good provider who's coaching you and telling you not to push. At that I was exact just talking moment. with Parker. <laughs> I know you're like, don't push. You're like, wait, push. But you're like, little push. You're like, wait, push. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> Based on um, how yeah. strong you said push, I pushed and. I tore and nothing's been the same since. Okay. I'll talk about I'm that. <laughs> um, uh, well, I won't say that. Um, yeah. And so everything went well. Yeah. I mean, and all things considered, I thought it was a good experience. One thing I, I do want to do uh, eventually is to have a whole long episode on postpartum for the general. Mm -hmm. um, but postpartum was specifically for you. I think one of the take home points is that it can just be so different for everybody. Every parent, every new parent, every, every baby is different. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a perfect angel. My mother always tells me, um, and every kid was, was, you know, worse. Um, yeah, my siblings. Um, but you know, each is different and some babies don't let you sleep sometimes. <sighs> yeah. What do you think? I mean, Sum it, it up. Is it better than what it was initially? Yes. Was I so, so miserable for like six weeks? Yeah. 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 The adjustments, the... Just like the sleep deprivation. I think like that is probably, for me personally, one of the biggest factors that played mm -hmm. into like my overall like mental, emotional state yeah. was just like being so sleep deprived. Yeah. And 
make you just wonder if you'll ever feel good again. <laughs> yeah. And for our listeners. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but you have saying you've been getting more hours. Yes. Anything you would give in, you know, your prior self some advice, you know, or like trying to keep, you know, or like just morale, you know, or sanity keeper, you know, to like tell yourself looking back now a few months ago. I don't know. Like, I guess for me, what became important, and I think that with your baby, it just like depends on the flexibility is that for me, definitely we had some hobbies that we like to do prior to me getting pregnant. And we kind of stopped doing those because of the pregnancy, such as like climbing and skiing and things like that. Um, And at one point we got like a small break to go climbing again. And I think just to do something that kind of reminds me of like who I was prior to pregnancy mentally really helped like to reconnect with something that I had done and enjoyed prior to pregnancy um, really helped. And so shout out to my mom for watching a very fussy baby while we did that. But yeah. How'd Winston do during that? I think he cried the entire time we were gone. How'd you do during that? I forgot I had a child, so <laughs> I guess good. And some people that might be different. Some people, they'd just be, you know, paralyzed with anxiety. Um, but I think there is a certain point of, of letting, kind of letting that go Yeah, and trying to resume the things that would make you, you know, feel normal Yeah, back to yourself, hobbies you enjoy. Yeah. I think mentally it is hard to think like your child is just like crying or someone else has to like deal with that, but... What's your advice, Olga? I want paintballing the week after, so... Oh, paintballing. You were there. Is that in residency? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Olga's in the background, and uh, <laughs> she has two little ones of her own, so I was just curious if she had any... Um, Thank you. Yeah. Per, you know, <laughs> some reassurance that it will be difficult, but it will get better. Uh, yeah, is the reassuring But part. also, I think that, like, if you don't like it or, like, you feel like you have to be immediately connected to your child or that you have to be enjoying it and it's just the most magical thing and you don't feel that, mm-hmm. that that's okay. It doesn't mean that you love your child any less. And, like, you know, those feelings may just take a little bit of time to come, which I could talk about more in the postpartum. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to hear about it. Yeah. So. Um, And so, like, do you wish in a way, like you said, you kind of, it was difficult to, cause I think as a independent person, as mm-hmm. a private person, you want to be raising your child, you know, be there for every moment and, mm-hmm. and to shoulder it all yourself. I mean, do you wish that in a way you would have potentially released that a little sooner and said, okay, I'm just going to go for a 20 minute walk around my own block or something. And or have my parents watch them and do, and you and Parker go out for a little bit, do something you enjoy. Do you wish you would have, or did just kind of, that's the way it happens. And I think for us, it was just like, that's just kind of the way it happens. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think that for me, it's just so hard to let go that like, I just like mentally just like couldn't Mm -hmm. put that on someone else too. Right. Um, But I think having, I think there's, we're just very lucky and fortunate that we were like surrounded by really great people that want to help and are offering to help, but to accept it, I think is really difficult. Um, and so I think a lot of times people would be like, how can I support you? And my answer would be like, I don't know, because I just don't know how to like ask for what I need or yeah. what's like realistic to like work with like yeah. the, I don't know, my own chains that I'm giving myself essentially. Yeah. yeah. If I ever have a child, I'm going to drop that child at your house, like one week old. That's fine. 
You can do that. Yeah. I just hope you know. I'll do that for okay. you. I'm happy to. I have no problems. <laughs> yeah. You say that now. It'll be interesting <laughs> how you feel later. <laughs> um, anything else you'd want to add? Um, like I said, we'll go over a lot of postpartum, I think, eventually. Yeah. Um, I just wanted that to be a little more of a dedicated episode because that's so important. Yeah. I guess for me, like, I think people... I think one thing I struggled with in my pregnancy is that because I didn't like being pregnant, it was hard when everyone else was excited for me and I didn't personally feel that. And so I guess that like, if what those feelings resonate with anyone, I just want people to know that I think it can be normal. I think it's okay. It's still good to be aware of like signs of like depression, and anxiety in pregnancy. Cause I think those can like manifest um, and you want to be aware of that, but also just know that, if you're not super excited, it doesn't mean you're not going to be a good mom. It doesn't mean that you're not going to love your child. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah just kind of like you were explaining, but I've had patients even on the more extreme side of it too, where they had an absolutely miserable pregnancy yeah, to a much higher degree. And, um, and they're like, absolutely not. This is no way of having another kid, no yeah. way. Like, and then the baby, gets there and things change a little bit. Yeah. And I think that person wants another one, but um, yeah, to the point where it caused some pretty severe depression, anxiety and mm-hmm. things like that. And everyone's different. Yeah. And so um, don't feel like you're alone out there. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, fun little podcast there, learning about Taryn's experience. <laughs> yeah. And so let us know what you think, if you'd want us to do more uh, this type podcast, um, or if you want the straight facts podcasts, um, let us know. Um, there was no real medical advice in this one, so I'm not too worried about it. But uh, <laughs> and there never is any medical advice, but uh, contents of the podcast and video are always for educational purposes only. So if you need medical advice, talk to your medical provider. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and viewing. Um, and we'll be back soon with another episode. Let me get that outro music going. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a good day.